What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Evolution Podcast. I'm glad to have you guys back. Um, thank you for all who listened in the previous episode. I hope it really touched you in some kind of way, influenced you. Um, my main audience is the people who are struggling with faith or leaving faith, leaving faith, their faith tradition, their religious tradition, and um, just sharing my a little bit of my or well, some of my story to help others. That's really what I'm here for. Uh, to encourage people to not give, to not uh, beat up on themselves, and to know that they are they're okay, they're okay. Um, so last time I talked, I gave a little background, a lot of background. It was about an hour long about my story of how I got involved in church and why I was so deeply entrenched or in root, rooted in church. And uh, I grew up that way. I, I was born, and I rem- my earliest memories are in church. And so, uh, yeah. So I, anyway, on this this morning, I, I was on my walk, and I've been I've been really trying to like figure out what to talk about on this podcast sometimes. And I really just want to be open and share whatever it is on my heart. And so today, on my walk, um, what was dropped, what was on my heart to share was more about why I left church, but talking more about going deeper into um, what I said last time about how I didn't leave for other people's hypocrisy. But I left because um, it was no longer resonating with me, and therefore I didn't want to keep performing in, in hypocrisy. The things that I was learning and growing in were were pushing me in a di- different direction um, to see a deeper reality that I didn't understand. So anyhow, uh, yeah, I left church because I was contradictory. I was broken and well not broken that's that's not true that's not true it was it was just that i realized what i was doing was a impossible feat chasing perfection but i'll get deeper into that but i want to back up and just give a little foundation uh to create for those because some people may who listen to this or may listen to it one day may not ever be christian but it may be seeking or thinking about becoming christian or whatever and um I'm just sharing some of my mistakes about being overly religious and uh, somewhat of a religious zealot at times. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so one one thing I felt I felt pressure a lot of times growing up in church um, to be to be perfect, and a lot of that stems from being a young impressionable mind. I now know I can look at that part objectively and say that it comes from being a young impressionable mind i mean of course you want to when you're young you want to please your parents and you want to please those people who pour into you who are adults and people who you look up to you want to uh, impress them or not even just impress them but you want them to be pleased with what you're doing and then when you've been taught to submit to authority as i had um, that's another layer to it because you don't go against authority so if you don't go against authority in this in this earthly realm with your parents with teachers with um police and all these other authoritative positions how much more so are you committed to obeying the authority of god and so that wanted more that i wanted to live into that of obeying and submitting to the authority of god because that sounded so serious and and that's really what was one of my problems, taking things way, way too seriously. And as a youth, you, you really, I really thought that my life was in the balance, that 
hell or heaven and you got to choose and you choose not just by saying it not just by saying it but by believing in that in your choice and living it out taking action every because the bible even says in james book of james the faith without works is dead but that see just taking these kinds of these thoughts as platter as blanket statements and platitudes really Oh, it really took away a lot of the beauty for the story of Christ. So as I started deep diving deeper into just the Bible, I'm just talking about the Bible right now, to Jesus and what he represents and who he, or who, who the Bible, who the Christian faith presents Jesus as by teaching the Bible. Um, it just, it, it felt like a serious matter to be committed to Christ, to be committed to Jesus, to his teachings. Cause these are the things you were supposed to be committed to his teaching as action and you are supposed to be carrying it out to the world and so i knew first of all i couldn't carry something to the world that i wasn't first thinking and and living and believing um so there so yes and and, in christianity there's a heavy emphasis on belief faith because your faith but your salvation depends on faith you know god so for john 3 16 one of the most widely circulated evangelical verses there are is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever shall believe in him shall not perish or not die, shall have eternal life. So your you, your eternal existence is based on belief in Jesus Christ or disbelief. And the disbelief leads you to hell and the belief leads you to heaven. And the belief doesn't just leave you, lead you to heaven because it just automatically does. Because some of it is that it requires work so you have to work out the faith something that you'll be doing for the rest of your life so the theme of always working on yourself is very important for me in life in general not just because you're a christian but you're working to figure out what is the good things in life now i i'm i'll i'll share this i i now know that the spirit i'm a spiritual being having a human experience so i if you look into the genesis account i'm not trying to preach here God breathed into dust according to that account. The book in the book that Christianity rides on, God breathed into dust. And, and when God breathed into that dust, it became a living being. A living a nephesh is the Hebrew word there. But a living being. And so in so the way I started seeing things is that. We are all sharing in that breath of God. That's all in all of us. That's in everything that ever exists and has any purpose or life is the breath of God. So I didn't want to betray the breath of God as a young person, as a young, impressionable kid. You don't want to betray that. You want to live into it. You want to live into the the calling that this God, this high calling that God has for you. But my but the, see. That was it's it's a good message to an extent, but it was wrapped up in achieving right doctrine. And so the focus can become doctrine. So and doctrine, the word doctrine is just a set of beliefs, especially those um, in church. But it can apply to politics um, and any other realm that you actually thinking about beside outside of religion. So part of the doctrine of Christianity, one doct- one doctrinal statement of Christianity is that Jesus uh, was so a part of the Trinity because he is fully God and fully man. That's what was decided at the um, Council of Nicaea to be right teaching. That Jesus, who never said that he himself was God, 
um, but was crucified for that, uh, for, for being the son of God. At least that's what was said. Um, that he, that this man was apparently in at the Council of Nicaea established as being God in the flesh. And so Jesus is rooted in part of the Trinity. So he's where Jesus is. Jesus is an important part of the Trinity for humanity because that's where humanity and God meet. So and if you read the Bible, it will tell you that um, the only way to the father is through the son, Jesus Christ, who is the son of God. And then there's the father and the spirit. They are all one. They are all um, of the same substance, same energy operating together. But they just are different manifestations of the same God. So they all and they can all exist all at the same time because um, Jesus is the full manifestation of God and man. So he's a full representation of two dimensions, two different dimensions or all of dimensions being encompassed in the third dimension in this physical realm that we um, that we are situated in. And so. The, the father doesn't do all the things that Jesus does. Jesus doesn't do the things that the spirit does, but they all work in concert and they all come from the same place because Jesus is the supposedly the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, the consciousness of God made flesh. He's the represent. He is it, not just the representation, but he is it. And so he is the marker. He's your ruler. He's your standard for everything that you do as a human in relationship to God. Because Jesus is the relationship, is representative of the relationship between man and God. Okay? So, and, and, and so with that, you're supposed to believe in the Son. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish and have eternal life. So me as a young person, I didn't want to perish. I want to live the eternal life. And so part of that is not just believing, but putting faith with the work. that I mean, putting work with the faith. So working that faith out, working your salvation out daily and learning and growing and never achieving perfection, but always looking to perfection and, uh, and striving towards it. And so in that, I realized that I was imperfect. I was always going to be imperfect. And I'm not going to say I quit striving because that's it's not it didn't happen like that. It was just that I was introduced to mysticism and uh, or well, really, I want to talk about that word and. And in mysticism, I learned the word interpenetration. And it's also, that's what how the Trinity, the Christian Trinity, um, is actually set up. That the Father, Son, and Spirit interpenetrate each other. So they are not separate beings. You know, just much like we are connected. We, so I started seeing in nature where we are all connected, where everything is interconnected because the sun, you know, shines on the earth and the plants need the light energy from the sun and they need water and they need carbon dioxide, which we give off and other animals give off when they uh, when there's a gas exchange within their lungs. We take in oxygen from the plant and we give it back carbon dioxide. And when we give it back carbon dioxide, the water that it gets and the sunlight that it gets, it grows. It's able to make its own food. And not only does it give us and the byproduct of the the of photosynthesis, the process by which a plant makes food, it gives us we get oxygen out of that deal, but we also get food to eat. And then if we eat meat, we eat animals that eat the plants. So everything is the sun, the earth, the water, everything is all interconnected. When you think about the water cycle and blah, blah, blah. So, I'm, and so, so everything hinges on this 
principle of being interconnected. So in effect, in a sense of spirituality, to honor that you, the way I was taught this doctrine is that you are, well, all of that stuff was really left out. It wasn't connected. That way. it was just about what do you do? What do you believe? What do you do? What do you believe? What do you do? What do you believe? What do you do? Irrespective, regardless, without taking an account or regardless of what's going on in nature. So your main concern is who are you and what do you do? And so with that heavy concern about who am I and what I do, um, I... I looked at myself often. I looked at Jesus and I looked at myself and I compared myself to Jesus. And I knew that I wasn't living up to the standard. You know, every time I get a lustful thought or sometimes even like something simple as so as profanity. Or I'll go back to lust because there's in the scriptures, Jesus is recorded as saying that even if you just look at a woman lustfully, that um, you've already committed adultery in your heart. And that adultery is something that is just was taught on so much. So you don't want to be inf- you don't want to be an infidel. You don't want to betray your your spouse, even the spouse that you're not married to yet. <laughs> you know, that was my prayer. You know, I didn't want to cheat on my wife who I'm not married to yet. That was the way I looked at sex. But even smaller things like profanity, using curse words, sometimes that's the best way for me to express certain things. You know, you might hear me say a cuss word up here a few times when I get real relaxed, because that's the thing. So what I'm saying is that I was creating an identity around a perfect ideal and trying to achieve that. And that made that the most important thing about me. And it kind of put me at bay with other people because it made me judgmental not just of other people but it made me very judgmental of myself and so i would you it cast you into this what is now this phenomenon that people now know as imposter syndrome that where you striving to meet this standard and you're a christian so you're supposed to live a certain way but you're not living up to it and you know you're not and you never will now trust there was community around the idea of being imperfect but paul you know, one who, who wrote most of the who's, who's credited for most of the New Testament writings, he's even said, you know, that just because there's grace, you don't go on keep sinning and keep sinning. And I, and you know, I, and I, I think there's still some truth to this, and there's a higher reality behind what's being said here in this text. But because of religious doctrine and dogma and the way in which we build our lives around that, it kind of overshadows the deeper meaning. Uh, that that is really there. So, I I'm just saying that I I I wasn't free. And in this morning on the wall, that's what I was led to talk about. How I'm, I'm not free when I'm just trying to put out project the image to the world uh, that that says I'm more arrived than I am. And even sometimes I might be doing better at, at points in my life. I may have been doing better at things than, than uh, or doing well at things that that um, the other people might not have understood, you know. But at the same time, I was young, and so when you're young, you don't have access to as many things. I could, so it could sound like I'm just saying that I started fucking up and started being sinful, and that's why, um, and that's why people. Uh, I mean, that's why I left, but it, it, it's not, it, it was deeper than that. I, I was, the way I, in which I was hearing the teaching 
it still left me at a place where I felt lowly about myself that sin was bad. And if I had any sin in me, it was wrong. And I needed to get it out of me. Right. And so I'm saved by grace. And I don't want to let Jesus down. So you don't, not only did I not want to let myself down, my family down, um, friends and my church down, but I didn't want to let God down. I'm like, Jesus put his life on the line for me. And all these things. So, so that's that's the kind of thinking that I've had, and so it, it has really caused me to miss out on certain things. Don't get me wrong; it opened some doors for me, like because the, the thing is, the matter for me, what's important now is having strong character. That that I, I think strong character can get you in, in almost any door. If people see that, you know, people are willing to work with you and teach you if you have strong character. But if you don't have strong character, that nobody wants to deal with you. So that's one thing I appreciated about growing up in Kemp and Christianity is that I developed a, a sense of integrity and honesty. But that so oh honesty is a big one because sometimes honesty is my it gets me in trouble to being too honest. Um, I've had many instances where I've been too honest, and I think that's probably why some people, some people in my in my age group when I was younger didn't want to be around me or didn't trust me that much because I wasn't gonna lie. <laughs> I just didn't have that in me because I. The thing is, when I was a kid, when I was a really little kid, I used to lie a lot. You know, sometimes I would just say what was contradictory just to, just to be so. But sometimes I would lie when I would get scared when I'm in a situation, especially at home with my mom. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> or if I'm embarrassed. No, that wasn't me when I poop, when I shit on myself and just walk around smelling like shit. Sometimes, you know, that's, oh, no, did you do that? Oh, is that you? No, that ain't me. That's not me. Or my sister's always doing, it's not me. That's the way how we run around saying because I ain't want nobody to say I stink. <laughs> but you see, I'm using that funny example to see the... Because I, I I was taking myself way too seriously, and I still do it sometimes. That, that, so don't I'm not at a place where that's already completely out of my life. But it was it wasn't just because I wanted to please other people. It was also because I didn't think I was an effective leader if I was if I was doing things that were so called wrong. And I use air quotes there because some now I'm realizing that some of the things that people are calling wrong are just Impulses, they're just things that are human, that, or they are things that that are our lower desires, so to speak, like sex, um, like even attention sometimes, or you building up your ego. Your ego is important, it keeps you safe. You, you, you know, you run, you're looking out for your brain when you're, when you're operating from an ego standpoint, it's trying to keep you away from things that may be dangerous and trying to lead you into things that will give you a certain level of superficial or 3D world success. I mean, so that, so that is that. I, I know it sounds like I'm rambling. I hope you're getting something out of this. Uh, but that is, it's that is from that place where it, it complicates everything. It complicates your thinking if you lean completely into the ego, and if your faith is all about ego, your spirituality is all about ego, and preserving your image to the world, it can eat you up from the inside out. Because you are always aware that you are not living up fully to the to the standard, or you know that you're having thoughts that are not uh, that are maybe negative, and that's and that's the thing for me. Like I was, in, I've been, I'm even now struggle sometimes to admit or to share my negative thoughts or to just 
accept that I have negative thoughts sometimes. Because, but now I'm in a place where I've listened to certain spiritual teachers and gained certain knowledge and understanding that I am not the thoughts. That my brain has thoughts that come across it, but I am the consciousness behind those thoughts. I pet. I am the observer of those thoughts. Those, the, so I want to get from a. I want it to come from a place of having the, the thoughts having me, to me having the thoughts. So that such that the I that I'm just I'm here. I'm 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 not the physical being. I'm not just the brain. I'm not what you the projection that you see. But I'm what's behind all of that. Okay, I mean, just like in the Bible, it says the word became flesh. So I left church because I was feeling pressure to live up to this avatar, this image of a preacher, of a clean preacher uh, who didn't sin. But I realized more and more as I got as I've gotten older is is that and been around more people who are preachers and people who've been doing it for a long time. They're not necessarily concerned about that. Uh, but for me, you know, so I, I did, and now I'm at a place where I don't necessarily need a religion to show me when I'm doing right and wrong. I think that was good for me when I was younger, but now like right or wrong is more so innate. It's more about my intuition leading me to the path with which I should go. Cause what, and another thing about that is what may be wrong for one person may be right for another person. What may be wrong for one person might be right for another person. That's why it's none of my business to be judging anybody, including myself, <laughs> because I'm I'm learning as I go through this experience. I'm not here to have it all together and just show people how to have it all together. And because uh, that's what the world teaches you, this fake ass image about who you are and who you should be and how you how you should be in the world. They put you in boxes and put limitations on you. And that's what I was doing as a Christian. I was putting limitations on myself about what I could do, what kind of thought, and who I could be. Not realizing even just because I suppress desires or suppress thoughts and emotions, that doesn't mean that I'm not capable of having them or doing them. Uh, and neither are you, you are still capable of having whatever kind of thought, no matter how good of a person you are, you can still have very negative thoughts about people. You can still have uh, negative thoughts about situations when things don't go your way. I know when I things don't go my way, sometimes I get really frustrated. I get really down on myself. And the, the, thing, the thing that I do that I should not do or that I don't want to do anymore is get down on myself for things not going my way, for thinking... Cause, you got to think, I was so religious to the point where I be, I believed that if you were out of alignment with what God said, and I'm not saying that, again, I'm not saying that, I do think that if you are out of alignment with your higher self and higher purpose, that you will feel the effects of that. But one thing is true, but, but at the same, but I was believing it from the standpoint of that there was this God who, who it was, who was strict and who could who had the potential to take me out and put me in the hell if I was not living according to the standard. Because you hear it all the time. You know, that one scripture that comes up all the time is when Jesus is saying, many will say that I did many works in your name. And he will say to them, away from me, I never knew you. And I was afraid of being that, of being the crowd who say, I never knew you. I could, if I wanted to, I could go back into being a preacher, a Christian preacher. I know I can, um, but I, I just feel like there's something deeper, a higher reality that I'm being called to, 
And so because of that, I can't run away from that. I can't fight it. I've always been a, a leader in my own right. Sometimes by choice, but a lot of times, well, I mean, it's always by choice, but a lot of times I got into leadership positions because people saw those qualities in me. I ain't always want to live it because it's such a responsibility to be a leader. People look to you to be perfect sometimes. At least it feels that way. You know, people want to know what the right things to do. They will use me as a measuring stick. And I'm just like, man, I'm using Jesus as my measuring stick. And how can I be you? Why are you going to don't follow me? I know the Bible. I think it's Paul that talks about follow me as I follow Christ. Don't follow me. God damn it. Shit. <laughs> Get your own following. You know, figure, understand that you have the power within yourself. And that's another layer to it because Jesus also said to us, and I'll expound on this teaching maybe at a later date, but that the kingdom of God is within you. It's not by observation. It's not out there. It's in you. And because it's in you, you need to evaluate yourself. You need to not, or not just evaluate and judge yourself, but understand that. Because one thing about what I was saying a few few seconds ago about um, the human is what I'm trying to convey is that the human experience is full of ups and downs. It's full of duality, polarity. So while at the same time I was trying to achieve this life of peace and, and joy and just be always being within the will of God, I realized that pain is a part of human experience. No matter who you are, no matter what how good you do, you're going to experience pain. Sometimes I think the more good you do, sometimes the more pain you you exhibit you experience. Because the universe is all about balance. The universe is all about balance. And so as a person having a human experience who is experiencing pain, and and you if you if you overly religious, you'll think that your pain is a punishment from God. Or not from God, just a punishment that you earn out of thin air. Because that's how I was kind of taught too, that God is not the one punishing you. You are allowing yourself, you're giving yourself over to punishment by aligning yourself with evil. But I'm here to tell you that you're not evil for having so-called evil desires. That That's not who you are. We all have desires and impulses and thoughts. And we all have things about us that are so-called imperfect. But that's what makes us beautiful. That's what makes us uh, that's what makes this journey worthwhile because you're always learning and growing and making mistakes and getting back up again. Because even the same Bible where I was used to, it was being taught to me that um, that there's grace and that God forgives and that God is loving. And I mean, that or that, that not, not, I'm sorry, that that you have to live this perfect life or you have to live up to this standard. At the same time, I'm learning that Jesus, God favors those who fall down seven times but get up. That's what makes you righteous, getting up. And so you don't need a Bible or a church or a pastor telling you that. You can see that in life. If you don't get up, you'll continue to make, you'll do the same bad things or continue in the same habits that don't serve you well anymore. And that's what I felt like I was doing when when. In religion, and that's what I felt like over the past few years. Because this don't just apply to my life with religion. This applies to my life in church, and relationships, and other things. I, I could another example. I could try to be the perfect husband. You know, I, I, I always envisioned myself of being a certain kind of guy. You know, who was not cheat, who was faithful, 
you know, was loving and all these things. And sometimes I fall so short of everything. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no cheater or nothing like that. But sometimes now that I'm married, I, I realize I'm not always very compassionate. I'm not always loving. I'm not always affectionate and, and and understanding and accepting. Just like I haven't been in other areas of my life. Uh, anyhow. I just, I don't know. I think this is where I'm going to actually start ending. I, I just, I wonder if there's a way to set up so that guys, people can ask me questions and we can expound, I can expound on certain topics. Um, I do want to bring people on for interviews and I'm just happy to see how this evolves. But anyway, long story short, I'm evolving every day and um, I don't need a person in my ear telling me that there is wrong in my life and that I do wrong sometimes and that I fall short because when I, you, the more I heard that, the more I focused on how I was falling short and what I needed to do to improve. Of course I was focused on Christ and focused on God. Um, but at the same time, I was so focused on trying not to mess up that it, it locked me out of a lot of experiences. I do my best when I just let go and flow with the moment. Um, that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean um, but at the same time I have values and I stick to those I try to stick to those values and principles and I'm working those things out I'm learning them every single day and I hope somewhere well not just hope in your journey may you find it encouraging to do the same wherever you are in the world there's going to be imperfection in your life you don't have to beat yourself up into submission because the more you beat yourself up, the more negative you're going to think of yourself and view yourself. And the less you will be capable of actually accomplishing. I've held myself back so much from beating up on myself because I wasn't living up to the image. I wasn't living up to the image. I wasn't preaching well enough. I wasn't sharing. I wasn't evangelizing enough. I didn't want to go around teaching people about Jesus because I saw how off-putting it was. It was awkward to walk out in the street and tap somebody on the shoulder. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? How are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? Some people ain't got time to worry about it, especially not in the hood, man. We're just trying to figure out, nigga, am I going to make it to my house? <laughs> am I going to make it to see tomorrow? I mean, for the longest time, I didn't know whether it's crazy. I, I was never living the street life, but I was still contemplating whether or not I would see 25. Because I saw so many people die when I was young. I didn't see them physically die. Thank God. Thank, I mean, you know, thankfully. But, man, I've seen so many people fall to the wayside and perish along my journey. <laughs> And I didn't want that same feat for myself. The same fate for myself, rather. And I hope that I hope this helps somebody who's struggling with this. Some of you are on the fence about leaving church. And I'm not here to tell you to leave church or to stay. I'm just here to encourage you in your journey to continue to seek. And you shall find. But I think the most important thing that you can seek is not outside of yourself. And that that was the real problem. Looking to present something and project something outside of myself, not realizing that the only thing that I needed to really, the main thing I needed to be focused on was, was what was inside of me. 
Because if I focus on what's inside of me, on what I know to be right, not because somebody told me, but because it's in my DNA, that was right for me and what I came here to do, that that brings me so much more peace than being caught up, up in my head, thinking about, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? And then to add, add to that, you know, there's a... a, a there's a there is a societal self-righteousness. Um, it may not be about doing what's religious, but that's what social media sometimes can turn into. I mean, that's what people turn it into. They come up there to flex and show what they got and show what they have and who they are or um, images of who they are. You know, they show you who they are on vacation, but they don't show you who they are when you wake up in the fucking morning. You know, people will show you... Um, people will show you... Uh, Show you when when things are going well, when their money is good, when their relationship is going well, when their kids are acting well, you know, smiling and laughing. But they ain't going to show you the tantrums. Or they do, they're just going to make comedy out of it. And there are some people who genuinely show it because they're trying to just show you that this is not easy. This life shit is just you learning every single day. Nobody has it figured out. No one has it figured out. At least as in my experience, I don't have it figured out. And I haven't seen anyone. I thought people had it figured out, but then I, more I talked to them. And these are people who, who admit they ain't got it figured out yet. And they've been living a long time. So that's all I have for today. I love you guys. Um, definitely, if you feel inspired to, please share this with somebody. I see. I Shout out to my listeners all over the world. I saw we had listeners in Singapore. Um, shout out to you. Shout out to the, the listeners in the U.S. Hopefully, my my uh, African brothers and sisters throughout the diaspora will also pick up on this, and hopefully, this will lead to I don't know some freedom from some bondage. I know I, I'm starting to feel just talking to you guys is making me feel free. Anyway, uh, stay well. Listen to your intuition. Um, don't be ashamed of yourself and your so-called shortcomings. And don't be ashamed of what you what you into, what you like, unless that shit is foul. You know, none of that pedophilia and abusive shit over here. You know, I don't do that. You know, that, that ain't that ain't okay. But anyway, have a great day. May this be light to your soul and uh yeah. Be well. Peace.